0: From TLDR News, this is your daily briefing for Tuesday, the 29th of November, 2022. Good afternoon. In today's Spotlight Story, we run through Rishi Sunak's China speech. This isn't the only thing happening in the world, though, so we'll also run through three of today's other important stories. And in our exclusive Nebula section, Jack vents about Elon Musk. But first, how did Rishi Sunak use his speech to reset the UK-China relationship? Last night, the UK's Prime Minister Rishi Sunak spoke at the Lord Mayor's Banquet at London's Guildhall in what was his first major foreign policy speech as Prime Minister. He spoke of reinvigorating our European relationship on security and migration and building deep and long-lasting partnerships in the Indo-Pacific. But most notable was that he set out his approach to China, declaring that the so-called golden era of Sino-British relations was over. The speech was carefully watched as Sunak had faced some claims during the summer leadership election that he was soft on China and questions about his lack of foreign policy experience. The most quoted part of the speech was Sunak's proclamation that the so-called golden era is over, along with the naive idea that trade would lead to social and political reform. Alongside this, the Prime Minister criticised China's human rights record in Xinjiang and Hong Kong and added that "...we recognise China poses a systemic challenge to our values and interests, a challenge that grows more acute as it moves towards even greater authoritarianism." Sunak did temper his criticism, though, by adding that "...nor should we rely on simplistic Cold War rhetoric or ignore China's significance in world affairs." particularly relating to global economic stability and climate change. Rather than Cold War approaches and grand rhetoric, we should stand up to our competitors with robust pragmatism, he said. The Prime Minister also chose to discuss the recent incident in which a BBC journalist was reportedly arrested and assaulted by Chinese police while covering protests against the Chinese government's Zero Covid policy. About this, Sunak said that the Chinese government had chosen to crack down further, rather than listen to people's concerns. Much of this rhetoric is nothing new. Condemnation of China's human rights record, while recognising China's significance in world affairs, is the kind of thing we've heard before. As for what Sunak's China policy will look like in practice, we just don't know yet. The Prime Minister promised more details on the UK's national security and foreign policy in an updated integrated review next year. Parts of Sunak's speech were met with criticism, not just from the opposition benches, who said his speech was thin as gruel, but also from within his Conservative Party. His description of China as a systemic challenge rather than a threat and use of the phrase robust pragmatism drew the ire of former party leader Ian Duncan Smith a prominent China critic, who said it's clear that China is a clear and present threat, and questioned whether Sunak's robust pragmatism sounds more like appeasement. Okay, so that's the biggest story of the day, but there's a lot more going on around the world, so here's a rundown of three other stories. The UK's Office for National Statistics has released a new batch of data from last year's census, revealing that, for the first time, less than half the population of England and Wales describe themselves as Christian. The last census in 2011 saw 59.3% of those in England and Wales self-describe as Christian. Ten years later, this has fallen to 46.2%. In terms of raw numbers, that's a fall of 33.3 million self-described Christians to 27.5 million. In that same time frame, the proportion of those saying no religion rose from 25.2% to 37.2%. For other religions, the proportion describing themselves as Muslim rose from 4.9% in 2011 to 6.5% in 2021. The proportion saying Hindu rose from 1.5% to 1.7%, Sikh from 0.8% to 0.9%, and the proportion saying Jewish remained at 0.5%. Now, it's important to note that the religion question on the census is optional. 94% of census respondents chose to answer the question in 2021. It also doesn't ask about whether individuals actually practice the religion they identify with meaning the 46.2% of Christians includes everyone from committed churchgoers to those who don't go at all. There's more on the way, but be sure to subscribe and ring the bell to make the daily briefing part of your daily routine. Or just search for us on your podcast app to listen along. Singapore has repealed its colonial-era law criminalising homosexual sex between men. Plans to repeal Section 377A of the Penal Code were announced earlier this year by Singapore's Prime Minister, who said it was the right thing to do, and something that most Singaporeans will accept. The country's law minister told parliament that the law, while de facto unenforced, humiliates and hurts gay people, and that the time had come to repeal the law. While the repeal is a landmark victory for Singapore's LGBT plus community, lawmakers also passed a constitutional amendment limiting the prospect of legalising same-sex marriage. The amendment ensures that only parliament can alter the current definition of marriage between a man and a woman in a bid to protect the definition from legal challenges. Singapore's Home Affairs Minister said the government was trying to maintain a balance between uploading a, quote, stable society with traditional heterosexual family values with space for homosexuals to live their lives and contribute to society. It's fair to say that Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter has been, (laughs) Quite, well, dramatic. The decision to allow anyone to purchase blue ticks has caused uproar, as has his promise that he'll put much more of a focus on free speech on the platform. As a result, many companies have stopped spending money advertising on Twitter, which has in turn resulted in a massive drop in revenue. Musk blames activists for putting pressure on advertisers, although in the last couple of days he seems to have changed his tune slightly, and he now appears to be blaming Apple. In a tweet yesterday, Musk said Apple has mostly stopped advertising on Twitter. Do they hate free speech in America? Apple spent more on advertising than any company, spending more than $48 million just in the first quarter of 2022. Whether Musk's hostile attitude will help him win back their advertising cash is currently unknown. In the final uplifting story today, we look at NASA's Orion capsule. The capsule is designed to carry humans, and its current flight around the moon is designed to test whether it will be successful in this. Notably, the capsule has now reached a key milestone in its travel around the moon. It's the furthest any spacecraft ever designed to carry humans has travelled. So far, the test is going well, and it's looking as though we could see humans back on the moon in the near future. That's all we have time for on YouTube today. But if you want to see the TLDR CEO rant about Elon, Welcome to day two of hate. You just can't, like, this is a terrible argument. It's like me saying if you don't watch every Daily Briefing all the way to the end on Nebula, then you hate puppies. It's like, That's what I'm saying. Then watch the extended ad-free edition of the Daily Briefing over on Nebula. Nebula subscribers not only get everything you've already watched ad-free, but also an extended edition of the show every single day, available to watch on Nebula or stream on your podcast app of choice. So if you want to support the channel and get a more extensive daily briefing every day, you'll want to sign up.